Thanks for listening to the Mornings with Carmen LaBerge podcast, made available thanks to support from listeners just like you. Helping you wake up, remembering this is our Father's world. This is Mornings with Carmen LaBerge on Faith Radio. If we're gonna fly, we fly like eagles, arms held wide. If we're gonna fear, we fear no evil. We will rise by your power. We will go by your spirit. We are bold. If we're gonna stand, we stand as giants. If we're gonna walk, we walk as lions. Hey, good morning again. It's hour two of Mornings with Carmen on this Friday, the 12th of May. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen on the Faith Radio Network. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Um, All right. uh, We are now uh, having a spontaneous dog show. Just I I hadn't really planned this. I had planned on sharing with you that um, the Westminster... um, Westminster Kennel Club dog show named Buddy Holly as his first in breed. And so I was going to share that with you. But Vance in Duluth texted in a picture of Kimba Kashmir, a Samoid puppy that's three months old. And um, it makes me want to have a spontaneous dog show right now on the text line. And so I want you to text a picture of your dog to our this just came to Carmen's mind morning with Carmen best in show contest right now 877-933-2484 again I am now holding a best in show mornings with Carmen dog show so I would like for you to show me your dog at 877-933-2484 you know how to take a picture and text it I know you do. You have done it before. So go ahead and do it. Text me a picture of your dog. We are now holding a Best in Show Mornings with Carmen dog show. Mm -hmm. I should say that differently. You can tell I didn't have a plan. All right. uh, Mornings with Carmen dog show. It's a contest right now. 877-933-2484. Show me your dog. I will choose a Best in Show um, by the end of the hour. I've got to tell you, though. You're going to have to bring your best game to beat out this Samoid puppy, Kemba Kashmir, in Duluth uh, because I I want to touch that dog right now. Okay, I have um, one bit of church news to share with you before our friend Adam Carrington comes on. I'm not Adam, Adam Holtz. It's wrong, wrong day, wrong week. Okay, Adam Holtz is going to be here in just a moment. Maybe he has a dog and he wants to text in a picture and be a part of the contest as well. 877-933-2484. Church news. <clears throat> so we, we've we been talking for a generation about the decline in church membership among mainline churches. Uh, think Episcopalian, Presbyterian, Unitarian Universalist, uh, UCC, United Methodist, you know, so Lutherans of pretty much every variety. Think about um, mainline church hemorrhaging. Well, the Southern Baptist Convention um, has announced that in 2022, it lost nearly a half a million members. And so um, that's a lot of people to leave one denomination in a year. Now, it rivals the, the number of people who leave like the PCUSA every year. It's new for the Southern Baptist Convention to lose a half a million members in a year. 
So it's down from 13.68 million members in 2021 to 13.22 million members in 2022. So still, by the way, still more than 13 million people who affiliate with the largest Protestant association of churches in the country known as the Southern Baptist Convention. So I I lift that up to you um, because there is this trend across the country to imagine that you can be a Christian without being a part of a worshiping community. And let me just say again, God never intended, Christ never intended that we be like disconnected individualistic uh, Christians. He, He calls us into a body, his body. And if you're only one part of the body out there all by yourself, then I'm going to really encourage you to get connected with a body of believers in your local community. All right, again, enter your dog in my spontaneous Mornings with Carmen dog show underway now. I will pick a best in show by the end of the hour. Text your picture to this purely subjective one judge contest. No prize other than bragging rights. 877-933-2484. When we come back, Adam Holtz will be here from Focus on the Families, plugged in. has arrived from Focus on the Families Plugged In, and he has entered Winston into the spontaneous Mornings with Carmen dog show. Good morning, Adam, and good morning, Winston. Good morning, Carmen. How are you this morning? I'm, I'm pretty excited. I'm pretty excited because I know that you can't see them all, but Miranda Meyer has checked in into the contest. Uh, Josie um, who belongs to Kelly in South Dakota? Henry is checking in. He is um, he is adorable. He is a bird dog, you know, the kind that had like the brown eyes and then, or you know, there's like brown little brown mask, and then he's brown and white everywhere else. And he's wearing a blue T-shirt, which I found very clever of him to distinguish himself from all others this morning. Um, so far, the only dog wearing an outfit. Although Winston does have on a nice um, uh, a nice bandana. <laughs> He's got a little bandana on. So oh, when we kerchief. get him trimmed up, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm. kerchief. When we get him trimmed up uh, about once every two months, they always send him back with uh, a little a little bandana on. So we don't normally dress our dog up, but every mm-hmm. now and then somebody else does it for us. And uh, it's got ghosts on it, lest anybody be offended. I'm sure it was, I think this was like last October. So. <laughs> Hey, no one, no one, no one other than uh, Paul Perot and Carmen are are seeing these. Um, but let me just tell okay. you that uh, right now we got Lucy and Ricky checking in from Denver, Colorado. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Elam, Elam checking in rest of rescue from 2020 that is clearly taken over the bed in their home. Daisy um, rabbits. Uh, she it's probably pretty good that the uh, rabbits have been relocated. Daisy looks like she's totally on the hunt. We got uh we got Skeeter checking in as well as um uh Newman who I actually personally know. Newman, good morning. Sunny is uh is checking in for the dog show this morning. Goldie is here. Lady Lucy, oh Lady Lucy quite proper, also wearing a bandana. <laughs> Pongo is here as well. We got a lot of spotted dogs out there. Oh, Pancake, who is a corgi and actually appears to possibly be presenting a picture from an actual dog show. Um, Carmen, 
Uh, oh, to Carmen. Not the dog is not Carmen. I am Carmen. Uh, from Chummy. Chummy is looking <laughs> like looking out from just peeking out from beneath a blanket. All right, more reporting here in just a moment. Although I will say, Riley also checking in with a kerchief on now, uh, and this one has little uh, red hearts. So. All of that aside, Adam Holtz, what have you got for us this morning in the uh, in the AI tech guardrails? How are we going to protect ourselves from all from the the challenges of AI while also embracing the good things it brings? You know, that is the question of the hour. And it's so much the question of the hour that both the European and American governments are really trying to to grapple with this. And it goes beyond AI. It goes to the entire overarching relationship that we have with technology. And here in the United States, we have, um, you know, bills that are making their way through the debate and conversation process that are trying to make the internet safer for children um, and the internet, meaning social media in particular. And so there are conversations happening about whether we need to limit more uh, robustly Uh, children's access to social media before they turn 13. You know, we know that they're all supposed to wait until they're 13. And we also know that there's, at the moment, virtually no uh, functional tracking to prove or disprove whether a child is, uh, you know, of age or not. But Utah and some other states have begun to enact some things that have a little more teeth to them in terms of giving parents more control, um, and so there's this, this, I think, tension between we want to create safety, we want to protect kids from the harms that can befall them because of social media, and then AI, the broader question of how do we control this thing, you know, and not just the Terminator option, but, you know, more down-to-earth things that, that have to do with how AI is disrupting entire, you know, industries, I guess you would say, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. and guarding against AI being used against people in a way that that excludes them. So like social scoring systems that judge people based on their behavior. Um, There was one that in Europe, they're talking about banning predictive policing tools. So using AI to figure out who's going to commit a crime before they commit it. I mean, we're in minority report territory here. Totally. This is totally. Science, the mo- the, science, yeah, fiction science fiction. Stuff. Yeah. Um, except it's not because it's mm-hmm. here. And and they're using AI to try to identify terrorists, to identify, you know, facial recognition stuff. And so I feel like all of a sudden it's like the governments of the world are waking up to these questions about technology. And And on the other side of protecting kids are those who are, arguing for free speech. Uh, One of the conversations about um, technology and social media is, you know, we've heard this word, the algorithm, right? And and Mm -hmm. it's almost become a a mystical thing. Algorithm is just a fancy word for a program that watches what you do and whatever you look at online, it sends you more of that. Um, And so if you've ever been on Instagram, literally you click on one thing, And when you go back to your feed, you will have instantly more of that. So if you're looking for cat videos, no harm, no foul, right? Uh, No cats were harmed in the filming of this video. 
if you're looking for, you know, if your child happens to click on a pro anorexia TikTok or Instagram user, all of a sudden he or she is getting fed videos, you know, glamorizing something that is unhealthy. Uh, if you look at a picture of a scantily clad woman, um, and technically you can't show nudity or sexual stuff, but you will instantly get more of those. So the, the algorithm just says, okay, here's more of what you just looked for. And that's, I think, self-evidently problematic. And so there's conversation about, for younger users, do we, as a default, disable the algorithm? So it's not pushing stuff at you. Well, the tech companies, of course, are crying foul because the algorithm is what makes them money. That's what mm-hmm. drives the advertising. That's what drives all of it. So this is an incredibly complex conversation about how technology has quite literally evolved and the implications for the safety of our children. And I'll be curious to see how all of these governments around the world actually enact laws. And I'll be equally curious how hard the tech companies and some of the free speech advocates push back against them. So it's an interesting conversation. It's a high stakes conversation. One of the quotes I saw said, you know, the tech companies have been conducting an experiment on our children with algorithms and advertising and monetization. And that's actually exactly right. So it's high time. I think we had a conversation about it. All right. If you're listening right now and you are wondering how to uh, maybe equip your own uh, young person in relationship to this, just remember the conversation we had um, with Hannah from Filter First. That's a great um, resource to turn to in terms of the conversations you can have with your own children or grandchildren um, uh, about how to actually equip them to do this themselves because we can't do it for them. So filter first. We're going to continue our conversation with Adam Holtz here in just a moment. And yes, I see you, Coco, King Charles Cavalier. uh, And I I see you, uh, Lola and Jack. Um, I I see you. I see you, Stella. I see you, um, Luna and Rajani, I don't know. I can't pronounce your name, but you're adorable. I see you, Willow. I see you, Ike. Send in your picture. Tubbs and Tiny, I see you. I see you, Pippa Joy. Um, On and on and on. Um, Send in your picture to enter into the Spontaneous Mornings with Carmen Dog Show. Uh, Yeah, there you go. Uh, Bragging rights is the prize, and I am the only judge. Text your picture of your dog to 877-933-2484. And for the people complaining that this is not a cat show, I don't know. We'll do that on a different day. This is just totally made up in the moment. We'll be right back. Thanks for listening to the podcast of Mornings with Carmen. As you know, this is a rebroadcast of the live radio show carried on the Faith Radio Network. There's a lot going on at Faith Radio. Tons of free resources just waiting for you and for you to share with others at MyFaithRadio.com. How does that all happen? Well, it happens through listener support. So Faith Radio, Mornings with Carmen, all available because of listener support from listeners, well, just like you. If you're a supporter, thank you so very much. If you'd like to become a supporter today, just visit MyFaithRadio.com. And again, thanks for being a part of what we do every day at Mornings with Carmen. Adam Holtz is here from Focus on the Families Plugged In, and we are using up much of his time to simply look at pictures of dogs. Um, and so let me just say Twix in Wisconsin. I see you, Miss Andy and Mr. Crosby. Good morning. 
Uh, let's see. Uh, Mary is checking in with a beautiful, uh, adorable black lab, sweet girl from Warrior Pet Rescue in Savage, Minnesota. Oh, that's a that's a dog that needs a home. Aww. All right, we got Brinkley. Uh, we got Riley Pearl and Brinkley um, from St. Paul. We got Jackson checking in. Um, oh, Jackson's wearing a red sweater in the uh, in the dressed for success competition. Bentley is checking in, also with a cute little kerchief on. See, I think the uh, the dressing up now has caught on. We got Jake, the therapy dog, on a visit to the library in his Dr. Seuss hat. Uh, Moose is checking in. Moose should be known as Eeyore. Mm-hmm. Uh, Moose <laughs> checking in along with Aspen. Uh, we got Curios and Quitty. Yeah, on and on and on. Cheyenne and Stella. Bentley checking in as well. And there is Skip. All right, I, I can't read them all um, at one time or we will run out of time with Adam. So I'll get back to these uh, these contestants in just a moment. I'm enjoying each and every one, so keep them coming. You can enter your dog into Carmen's crazy, spontaneous Morning with Carmen dog show. Uh, you just um, send their picture in, 877-933-2484. Maybe their name and where they're from is always fun, too. All right, Adam, Evangeline Lilly. I, I just like yeah. her name. Uh, but there yeah. are other things to like about Evangeline Lilly as well. Tell us. So this, of course, was the actress who she's now known to us in three totally different ways. She kind of broke into the public consciousness on Lost. Um, and she, of course, was in the Hobbit movies as Toriel, which was super controversial. The purists hated her inclusion just because she was made up by Peter Jackson. Uh, and now most recently she's been in the Ant-Man movies and uh, she is one of a growing number of people in Hollywood who are not towing the line in terms of just automatically kowtowing to a far left progressive opinion and she got on uh, Instagram this week uh, and and asked some I think provocative questions she said she said why are we only applauding masculinity in women and villainizing it in men why are we only applauding femininity in men and debasing it in women? <clears throat> Why can't we just allow for all of it? Why do we need to vilify a man uh, wearing boots, driving a pickup truck who's not afraid to punch someone in the face? But if they were a woman, they would be the epitome of cool. And why is a man who loves makeup, cries easily, and stays at home to tend to domestic responsibilities valiant, but a woman who does the same thing is pathetic? Uh, and then she went on to get kind of spiritual. I think the truly revolutionary act is as old as time. Do not judge. Jesus, Buddha, Lao Tzu, etc. Let each be who they are and let us teach grace and charity above all things. Uh, and then she said, and, and this is pretty interesting, grace and charity are the cornerstones of a thriving society and should not be abandoned. We need them like we need democracy, justice, and peace. Without them, we can't have justice, democracy, or peace. And then finally, she quoted Augustine, uh, or Augustine, depending on your theological tradition, in essentials, unity, in non-essentials, liberty, in all things, charity. Wow. I mean, there's a lot to unpack here for somebody who just wanders into an Instagram post, post and starts talking about grace and truth and Buddha and Jesus and masculinity and femininity. She's covering a lot of brown, but she's pushing back against so many of these cultural trends that we have seen. And of course, you know, that has engendered both uh, strident 
uh, applause and and strident resistance from people who feel like you know she's saying things she shouldn't be saying. Yeah, I want um, people to check that out um, and and prayerfully be supporting not only this individual, Evangeline Lilly, but um, others like her in spaces and places of influence around the culture. You know, she's got an audience that I don't have, and she's able to say things um, uh, to a generation that's, you know, not going to hear some of the rest of us. And so I'm really, really thankful. And I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, God brings someone into her life to disciple her in order that, you know, she can turn and um, continue to have significant influence in in conversations of the day. Uh, great, yep. um, great blog posted at pluggedin.com. Six mothers from the movies. That's a great thing to check out in anticipation of this Mother's Day weekend. Also, you know, all the reviews that you need to prepare yourself to watch well this weekend. So check it all out at pluggedin.com. Um, I, it's possible, um, Adam. That Gail Johnson may have, I mean, I haven't seen all the entries yet, but it's possible that Gail Johnson may have entered the best of show dog. Oh, boy. Annie. Well. Annie is a, go- a golden doodle. And Annie delivered oh. 10, 10 golden doodle puppies yesterday. And she has entered her picture with her puppies. And so, I don't know, <laughs> that that's going to be hard to beat. That is going to be so that, hard to that beat. That might be hard to beat. Hey, while we're on the subject of dogs and I have your um, attention out there, um, I do need a Jack Russell Terrier to join Millie in the orchard. So I am on the lookout for a Jack Russell Terrier. If anybody has a lead on one, could be a mix, doesn't matter to me. Needs to have enough Jack Russell to want to chase a squirrel. There you go. That's my that's my need list this morning as we are talking dogs Yes, enter your dog into Carmen's spontaneous Morning with Carmen dog show. Text a picture, 877-933-2484. Adam, thank you so much, and thank you for um, letting us run over your time with all things dog. Well, I always love talking with you, and who doesn't love dogs? So maybe we can do cat next week. Maybe, maybe, who knows? All right, you're listening to Mornings with Carmen. We'll be right back. All right. Uh, yeah, for those of you complaining that we're having a spontaneous dog show uh, and that I'm using up the time of my guest, um, it yeah. <laughs> Other people are having fun and enjoying it. So uh, on with your day. Um, thank you so much uh, for everybody that is participating in the spontaneous Mornings with Carmen dog show this morning. Uh, good morning to uh, Tanner, Jack Russell Terrier, checking in, who should be named Velcro. Uh, we got a peanut checking in also a Jack Russell. Yeah. mm -hmm. Bring the Jack Russells on, by the way, Riker Tobrolone Alexander checking in. Wow. You guys have some fancy dog names. All right. Uh, we got, uh, we got a, um, uh, uh, checking in a little, uh, Corgi checking in from the Dakotas. Um, we got Wilson checking in. We are hearing from Caramel in St. Paul. Gorgeous, gorgeous. I love Griffin. Good morning, Griffin, a platinum retriever. George checking in with his little snaggle tooth. Hello, Monroe and Rosie and Sadie and Macy. Uh, good morning, Toby. Um, on and on and on. Oh, hello, Ellie and Fargo. You guys, um, these are these are great. This is so much fun. Um, yes, and to the one person who is frustrated that we're doing this, <clears throat> um, I 
Maybe you're a cat person, which is also totally okay. Um, all right. So uh, we have been talking about the humanitarian crisis at the U.S. southern border. Um, it is a crisis for the country. It's a crisis for border communities. It's a crisis of compassion. It's a crisis of political stalemate. Um, and yeah, it's a very, very real crisis for the people who can now neither go forward nor can they go back in many cases. And so the impasse is untenable, like these are people. And so um, just to bring you up to speed, the president of the United States said um, or has now said that he's going to veto House resolu- the House resolution that passed last night. The, um, the U.S. House passed H.R. 2, which is the Secure the Border Act, supplying for the Department of Homeland Security to hire additional 22,000 border agents and for the resumption of the construction of a border wall. Um, it, it supplied for third country um, processing centers, all kinds of things. Anyway, it passed the House 219 to 213. That's along party lines. But the president said it's dead on arrival if it makes it through the Senate to his desk. It's not that he's offering anything in its place, by the way. Um, and so when you hear the president and then DHS secretary say over and over and over again, this is Congress's responsibility to act. Um, Congress has acted. And so that's just something to know. we got to be focused on um, on hospitality and supportive frontline ministries at this point, I think. All right. We got a conversation with Jessica Manfree up next. She's the author of Never Alone. And I'll just tell you in advance, this is a recorded conversation, but we are giving away copies of her book. So you can always text the word book to 877-933-2484. It's a joy to welcome Jessica Manfree here to Mornings with Carmen. She's the author of Never Alone, Ruth the modern military spouse, and the God who goes with us. Jessica, welcome to Mornings with Carmen. My goodness, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. So Jessica is a licensed social worker. She's a military spouse. Never Alone is uh, is a book that I just think is, well, first of all, it's really accessible. The chapters are brief. It's touching. It's honest. So who's it for and why did you write it? So the intended intended audience was military and veteran spouses, right? But I make it completely clear in my introduction that anyone can pick this up because I think that we are unified, unfortunately, in experiencing loneliness. And, you know, I'm hoping that I created a resource that kind of navigates a light through it. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's actually so much what I wrote down. I'm like, you know, I, I recognize that mil- military and veteran spouses have this unique um, challenge. At least it was unique until COVID. And now everybody is mm-hmm. isolated, suffering uh, mental illness challenges, disconnected from their spouses sometimes, and desiring mm-hmm. um, to find community. So um, so thank you for the gift of this book. Talk with us about um, Ruth, because Ruth figures prominently in this conversation. How does the story mm-hmm. of Ruth really, you know, connect to, to us in terms of hope and... Um, and really just the loving kindness of God towards us. You know, when I was going to write this book, I already knew that the topic was going to be loneliness. That was a given. I knew, you know, how I wanted to approach it. And then trying to figure out which scripture I was going to incorporate. You know, I sat down one day and and Ruth just came to me, right? And Mm. for me, it was just everything. Where you go, I go. That connection, that steadfast faith, that hope, that love, you know, the unexpected relationship between the two, the way they carried each other, it mimicked what I see 
you know, in service marriages and, and friendships. But I also feel like that is something that we can follow as human beings, right? Um, when I think about what I hope, you know, we can take lesson wise from this is how deeply we need community and how deeply we need each other. Um, I think recognizing obviously that we're never truly alone, God is walking with us, but then also kind of getting back to our roots. Like I remember growing up, we knew all of our neighbors, you know, if we were doing something we shouldn't have, like they were chiming in and, you know, people cared well for one another. And I would say that today I don't necessarily see that as often. Um, and I, I hope we get back from it, back to it. I hope we can look at the story of Ruth and what they walked through, what they weathered, the things that they had against them and just how they prevailed. You know, I recently, this whole question about knowing your neighbors and actually knowing what's going on not just in the house next door, but Mm -hmm. knowing the kids down the street. There've been a couple of recent headlines lately that, you know, like after the fact, terrible things that have happened. And after the fact, you know, like Mm -hmm. there's a neighbor who's like, you know, well, you know, I've, I've been wondering what's going on there. I've been praying for them. And I'm thinking to myself, like, what's wrong with us as Christians that we're not, if you think something's wrong, like if you see something, say something, go knock on the door or have, you know, have a welfare check done. Like we, we ought to be pressing ourselves in, more personally than we are, I guess maybe from a from a social worker perspective as well, Jessica. I mean, do you just do you just see that things have changed among us mm-hmm. as a as, you know as a culture, as a people, even just in the last few years? Like, it, we just seem very distant from each other. Completely, and I think you know I can bring a different lens to it because you know I've had the opportunity to live all over this this country because of mm. my husband's service. So you know I've I've lived in California, I've lived in Alaska, I've lived in pockets of the Midwest, and you know now we're settled in a small town in North Carolina, and so that has given me such a rich view of like what's possible and what goes wrong, and why it goes wrong. And I think at mm. the heart, we just aren't caring for each other. Like I could sit here and blame technology, right? We're not spending time connecting with one another and truly getting to know people on a deeper level or have conversation because we're buried in our phones. That's probably part of it. But I think we can also look at the way, you know, we've shifted perspective and how people are chasing purpose and are very driven and they've got this goal in mind and they don't care who they climb over to get to it. Or they're Mm. so horse blinders on because they're focusing on their family and their things. And it's just, it's kind of made us fall apart, I think, a little bit as a society. And I think, you know, as Christians, um, we can do a better job. And I, I will tell you, honestly, I have lived in places where I've gone to church and not felt welcome. I have felt like a placeholder because we were temporary. Mm. And that that's not what we're taught to do. We're supposed to be asking the hard questions. We're supposed to get to know each other on a deep level. And I just feel like Right now, even in the church, it can be very superficial and surface level. Yeah, and I'm getting back to Ruth. I mean, talk about, you know, she left her home country because of famine, and she lived mm-hmm. in a foreign land, and while she was there, her boys got married. Um, mm-hmm. And and then, you know, she you fast forward, she's not just a widow, but she's a mom who's lost her sons, and so she's mm-hmm. going to sojourn back home. I mean, this is a a person had there not been people of loving kindness in every part of her story, we would not have Mm -hmm. the story of Ruth because Ruth wouldn't have had a story to tell. Um, And so I think that you lifting her up as her storyline, as a helpful tool for us to use and allow God to use in terms of cultivating 
actually lots of different uh, parts of this conversation in Never Alone. We're talking with Jessica Manfrey. Her book is Never Alone. We do have copies to give away today. Uh, to enter the drawing, you know what to do. Text the word book to 877-933-2484. More with Jessica in just a moment. When we talk about the walk of faith or walking by faith or taking each step of life with the good shepherd, we imagine ourselves as sheep walking with him. Or maybe we see ourselves in the disciples with Jesus walking from town to town throughout the land we call holy. Every Christian wants to walk where Jesus walked, but not everyone's going to get to go to Israel. So if you want to see the holy land the way it might have looked through the eyes of Jesus, take a journey with Max Lucado. We're giving away a copy of his new book, In the Footsteps of the Savior, every day in May. Thanks to Thomas Nelson Publishing, you can walk in the footsteps of Jesus. You can enter to win on the Faith Radio app or at MyFaithRadio.com. It's the Every Day in May giveaway, so enter today at MyFaithRadio.com. Picking up in our conversation with Jessica Manfrey, you can connect with her uh, directly online and her work at Jessica Manfrey, M-A-N-F-R-E, just one E in Manfrey.com, JessicaManfrey.com. Her book is Never Alone, Ruth, the Modern Military Spouse, and the God Who Goes With Us. I actually think that we could call this Ruth the modern reality in America. <laughs> And the mm, God who goes with us. You're right. Like, you it's so right. shared. The sense of, like, disconnect is so shared and the longing for community that you address and the loving kindness that, you know, is the answer to it. I want to ask a couple of military spouse-specific questions, if I might. Um, one is Please kind do. of a, a church-related question, and the other one is just really intensely personal. Like, if I want to be genuinely supportive of a military spouse who's— you know, the, the service member has returned from deployment with a very deep soul wound. But, you know, my mm-hmm. friend is the military spouse. So how can I serve my friend recognizing that she is seeking to love a person who has returned with a soul wound that none of us can touch? That is a rough one. So we call that, um, you know, as a therapist, I call that uh, a moral injury. Mm, moral and injury. Mm. Yeah. And it's, uh, it's deep and it's, it's hard. What I would say, you know, if you were to navigate this with a friend is, is offering space and being present, telling her, you know, you're there for her, you know, scheduling like a way for her to kind of check out and check in with you, whether that's like, Hey, I'm going to plan lunch for us to connect, or Mm -hmm. you're sending her something simple as a Starbucks gift card to get herself a cup of coffee. Our community can be, and we are very proud, right? And it's, mm-hmm. I think it makes it very difficult to ask for help, you know, and sometimes you just have to show up and, and really not even ask. It just happens. Mm-hmm. And I mean, there's really no other way around it. I recently had a very good friend of mine um, who found a tumor and all in a space of a week and a half diagnosed with cancer, tumor removed. And we united from across the country to do a meal train and just be there. And like her husband was a little overwhelmed. He's like, no, no, like do this for someone else. And then we're like, no, we're going to do this for you. And then when she's well, you're going to carry this on. And that's how you repay kindness. You just, you keep it going. You, you build that ripple of impact. I think I want to ask a question, Jessica, also about the church. And, and anytime mm-hmm. that I try to ask a question about the church, like everybody is thinking to themselves, well, the church is not a monolithic reality. But each and every one of us is a part of a worshiping community mm-hmm. of one variety mm-hmm. or another. 
and as you've already you know suggested there there are times that we don't we don't treat people as I don't know. We don't knit them in because we don't expect them to be there very long. That might be a college student. It might be, uh, you know, a, a nurse who's in town because she's just working a rotation at our hospital or or it might be a military spouse. So can you just talk mm-hmm. a little bit about what, you know, the church, you know, a group of us might do to support military families and other people who are, you know, only only with us for a relatively brief period of time? I would say first, just truly be welcoming. Give them the opportunity to connect and plant those roots, even if they're temporary. Because one of the biggest drivers for our pain points is not feeling a sense of belonging. You know, I can tell you that I have moved every two to three years since I met my husband. And it is hard. And we fast paced want to get connected. You know, aside from finding the best hairdresser in town, you know, Mm -hmm. we, we want. We want to get our kids established with great doctors. We want to find a church that could be home for our family. And we want to be involved. We want to feel like we belong. And so I think really it's just opening up those opportunities, getting to know people and understanding that just because someone is is only there for a brief time doesn't mean that they can't be as impactful in spreading the gospel and, and spreading the good news of Jesus regardless. And I borrow from my friend, Megan Brown, who's also an author, and she says this often, the church, this is me doing quotation marks in the air as well, will pay and send missionaries all over this world to spread this this good news. But we have spouses that are doing it and you don't have to pay them because the military is going to move them all over this world. Like, use us. We're here. We're waiting. I love that. I love that. I, I have a friend named Walt Wilson who was a Marine along. I mean, he's still a Marine, right? Once a Marine, always a Marine. But he's he's an Forever. old guy now. <laughs> yeah, he's an, he's an old guy now. And um, and he talks about like the genius of God in deploying Ameri- uh, American military around the world um, because it is an expression of the gospel in, in so many mm-hmm. places, in so many ways. So, yeah, um, I, I totally resonate with that. Jessica Manfrey is our conversation partner today. Never Alone is the book. We are giving away copies. You can text the word book to 877-933-2484. Um, tell us about um, Inspire Up. Oh, yeah. So, I run a nonprofit with two other military spouses, and it is called Inspire Up. And the whole premise or mission is to serve our first responder and military community. But then we also stand in the gap um, for those in need. And we do this. We have specific tailored programs for, for that community that I mentioned. But then every year on Giving Tuesday, which is always the Tuesday following Thanksgiving, we rally ambassadors all over the world to go into the community and be kind. You know, uh, it could be blood drives. It could be, you know, building blessing bags for the homeless. It could be collecting things for our foster kids. Whatever it looks like in that corner of your world, we're going to encourage you. We're going to provide you a grant to help fund some of these projects. And we want to radically change, you know, this way. It sounds like very cliche and cheesy, but like we want to infuse kindness. So much can be solved if we simply are there for one another. One of my favorite things to do in the world every year is to go around with a notepad, a sticky notepad, and stick kind notes on random people's windows, um, you know, cars. And I do this because you never know what that person is going through and how radically you can change their life with just words. Um, You know, we've done events as a nonprofit where we've had spouses come up to us one in particular who said that she was contemplating suicide before our event. Mm. 
Mm. And you would never, you would never expect that. We don't know. And we can't read minds, right? We just have to be present and be kind and, and, you know, serve in the way that we were meant to. One of the things that, uh, if you guys want to check it out, inspirefoundation.org, one of the things that Jessica, Maria, and Samantha say is we're trying hard to create the world our children already believe exists. I just, I just Mm -hmm. love that. Um, I love Mm -hmm. what you guys are doing. I love why you're doing it. Um, And, and so, you know, just thank you for that. Inspireupfoundation.org. First of all, uh, I just want to say thank you. Like, thank you so much for um, your service, your family's service. Um, Please give an encouraging word to your husband and his colleagues. We're so grateful for the members of the armed forces of every variety and all that they do um, in places and and at times that we don't know. Um, And... Mm-hmm. because of what they do, we can all go on living our lives. Um, and so please pass that gratitude along. But I want to extend that to you and to other military spouses, because you do a great service as well by supporting um, those men and women. And so thank you. Oh, that is very kind. I will absolutely share that with him. And I can tell you that, you know, as much as there can be struggle and hardship and definitely loneliness, it has been the honor of a lifetime to, you know, wear the title of military spouse. And it it has shaped who I am. And I I wouldn't trade that for anything. We are so glad God has you um, in in your marriage and um, positioned just just right now for such a time as this to be doing the ministry that you're doing. So thank you for the book, Never Alone. Thank you for um, all that you're doing online. You guys can connect with Jessica, Jessica Manfree, one E, dot com, um, or at inspireupfoundation.org. And again, you can uh, join us in the book giveaway. Text the word book to 877-933-2484. You're listening to Mornings with Carmen. I'm Carmen LaBerge. This is Faith Radio. Uh, Let me, uh, lest I forget, say uh, happy Mother's Day to everyone out there. Um, Blessings upon you this Mother's Day weekend. Sensitivity to those um, for whom this weekend is complex and conflicted. Just recognize all of that. All right. And now for what we didn't know we were waiting for, but has now arrived. The announcement of the winner of the spontaneous Mornings with Carmen dog show. I, I, I know. I have determined that the dog who inspired the contest is going to win the contest um, because, frankly... Kimba Kashmir from Duluth is is still, I got to tell you, the most beautiful dog I've ever seen. He is totally adores, and, um, and so he wins. His, uh, his human counterpart here, uh, Vance, says of Kimba, uh, you know what they say, man's best friend is dog, spelled backwards. And he has certainly been a godsend for me. So uh, give your give your furry friend uh, a scratch on the head this morning. You know they like that little you know behind the ears and just above the tail, like that's what they love. So um, you know, and thank you. This has been fun. I have thoroughly enjoyed myself. Um, you know, love to you and yours this day. Thank you for spending this time together. I. 
I I treasure it. And so, and it's a privilege to get together. So thank you so very much. Um, If you missed any portion of the show or want to go back and listen to it again, you can do that at MyFaithRadio.com. Wherever you subscribe to your podcast, you should certainly be subscribed to Mornings with Carmen. And if you haven't done so already, you should download the Faith Radio app. That way, you know, you can take me with you everywhere all the time. Because, you know, I like to go places. I like to see things. Thank you for sharing your life in this day with me. You've been listening to Mornings with Carmen. Have a great weekend and God bless. Thanks for listening to Mornings with Carmen LeBurge. Podcasts like this are available because of your support. If it's important to you to hear things that encourage your faith, click the link in the show notes to give now. And thanks.